0: Welcome to Level Up with Sherelle and Danny. We're here to help you take your health, fitness, and mindset to the next level. It's time to level up. Hey everyone, welcome to episode 15 of Level Up with Sherelle and Danny. Today we are talking about foundation season. So, what is foundation season? Well, uh, we were going to call it building season and I guess that's probably a
1: bit more understandable for most people in building your body. But we chose to call it foundation because that's what it's really about is consolidating those foundations and building your calories up, slowing down your training and putting your body in a good place
0: so that you can diet down for a show or just any diet in general. Definitely. So we competed in October and then there's all this time between the next show, 12 Mm. months. So what do you do? Yeah, it's definitely not an off-season. I never want to use yeah. that word again or hear yes. that word again because it's not a switch that you flick on and off and all of a sudden you're ready for stage. No, yeah. this is where the hard work is as well, mm. if not more, to be honest.
1: Yeah, well, it's, you know, where the foundations are laid down. Um, and I think that off-season really does come from that bodybuilding style yeah. and approach, and we're not really about that. Like, you know, we're 365 days a year. It's a lifestyle for us, and it's important to know that regardless of what you are doing competing or not you need to go through different phases it's not just about building
0: shredding bulking you know maintenance
1: and foundation season is where
0: you should sit for majority of the year yep so today we'll be talking about what we're focusing on the training we're doing nutrition and other elements of life as well and how we're setting ourselves up before we start to diet again,
1: yeah. So, I guess um, all you guys know that Danny and I competed last year in October. So, that was um, when we dieted down for the WBFF Pro AM show and put ourselves in a really, um, you know, good condition, but only temporary. So, yeah. it's important to know that that was, you know, to peak for a specific time, for a specific day, um, for a specific show. Mm. And then afterwards, we need to replenish and restore our body again so that, you know, in 12 months' time for the next show, we can um, qualify to put our bodies back into that state.
0: Definitely. And the principles that we are going to be going through today can apply to anyone who has dieted down for a wedding or for a holiday or something like that and really demonstrate that it's super dangerous if all of a sudden you just stop doing everything that you were doing and say, oh, well, the milestone has been reached. I'm going to go party again and drink again or do all this and stop Mm. dieting. Like It's really... Although it's easy to fall into that mindset, it's important to hold on to the reins a little bit still.
1: Mm, and that's why both Danny and I um, have adopt the principle of reverse dieting. Yes. So, just the same way that you go into any sort of diet, you know, you slowly taper down your calories, increase your training volume, uh, lose body fat and body weight over a period of time. The reverse uh, should happen in that you increase your calories, sort of reduce or taper down your training. Gain a little bit of body fat or weight um, and restore your body again over a period of time.
0: Yes, that's right. Over a period of time. So everything mm. must still be monitored. And if you have a coach, keep your coach on. A lot of people like, oh, well, I've competed. See you later. Yep. Then they go out into the wild and, and everything goes mm. wrong, really. And we see
1: it time and time again, unfortunately, in the fitness industry and especially in the bodybuilding competing world. It's very mm. common for people to not only lose themselves physically but mentally.
0: Yeah, absolutely, and we covered a lot of points that are sort of crossing over in our episode on post comp as mm. well. So that was more just immediately after the show. Now we're talking a few months down the track in real time of where we're at. Mm. And in that episode, we did speak about um
1: our past experiences with reverse dieting, and mm. I guess our little mistakes and hiccups along the way. So if you haven't checked that one out, you know it was a really good episode. So after this one, uh, have mm-hmm. a listen to that one. But Now I guess we wanna chat about our preferred approach of how we exited our diet and then now into our building or foundation season. So reverse dieting, what did it roughly look like for you this time?
0: Yeah, so I did mention earlier that there were a lot of celebrations after the show, which was amazing, but then I had to stop that because I felt myself letting go of the reins and undoing all the processes that served me. Journaling, meditation, monitoring my calories, exercising, cool. Bypass now, months down the track. I'm still monitoring everything. Mm. I'm not as restricted. So I'm probably about five, or six kilos up from stage weight, uh, which we'll talk about the mindset of in a second as well. So mm. that has happened over a period of time. So it's Feb- uh, March now. Um, the weight has been gradual, but still quick enough to notice it. You start to feel yourself getting a bit more fluffy and all of that, but... What really helped with that was a shift in focus. Mm. Knowing, Yes, knowing that I'll be dieting in October, for October, helps. However, even if I was to never do another show again, I feel super healthy now. Mm. And that's been a big priority for reverse dieting just really focus on, okay, my inner health also. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, 100%. And I love, I uh, just want to point out there that Danny said she felt like she let go of the reins, not mm. physically, process-based wise. Mm. She wasn't doing the things that served her anymore that gave her an intrinsic sense of self-worth, like her journaling yep. and her meditating. She didn't let go of the reins and put on a ton of weight. That's not even what she's talking about. And even if it was that she, you know, put on a ton of weight, that's not um, what she identified as letting go of the reins. Yeah. A lot of people think I've let myself go um, and refer it straight back to the weight that they've put on. And I think that's uh, a really negative way to look at this whole process because mm. it really is those key drivers and those processes that lead to the goal, not the opposite way around. So mm. the weight is a result of the processes that you haven't held on to. Beautiful. Um So yeah, I can really relate to that and like when you turn the volume up for such a period of time, you know, we're so focused, laser focused on those processes because it's ingrained into us to know that it's those processes that will give us the result. It's only natural to turn the volume down again and Mm. then, um, of course, some of those um, letting go of the reins, so to speak, things start to creep back up so you identify it in yourself and then you know to turn it back up and... You know, just like driving in the car and turning the music up and down, you can't always have it blasting. Yeah. you got to turn it down so that you can turn it
0: up. Absolutely. I love that analogy. There you mm. go. Really important. So what are some of the – like how are you feeling right now? Because it's a tough time for some people and mm. it's easy for people to start to put on the weight and all of a sudden they panic. Oh, my God, I need to cut again. Mm. Go back. Mini cuts. All <laughs> of this stuff. And it's true. I've thought that too but yeah. then it's like, all right, I've set myself the goal, the strong goal of working on inner health, yep. working on building a better physique for the next show, that yep. if I quickly go back to comfort zone, which sounds far-fetched because dieting and getting lean is actually a comfort zone for mm. most of us competitors. It's control. Isn't yep. it? Control. Then it's not going to help my two strong goals. So I think it's really important to set Solid goals yeah. in your foundation season.
1: Yeah, 100%. Uh, in regards to me, like reverse dieting out, um, the first few, you know, first eight weeks are always a treat. You know, you're fueling in the gym properly. You're feeling stronger. Yeah. I always seem to get a little bit leaner after the show. Yeah. Um, and then before I start putting on weight again, I will never sit naturally naturally lean, so to speak, in my off-season. Like, mm. I like to look athletic, I like to feel strong, I like to feel healthy, I like my MERVs, you know, um, but it, it does take time to adjust to it as you do get back. And see, you know, intentionally putting on weight, it's a funny thing to do because as women we're sort of programmed that, you know, losing weight and being lighter and everything is what we should be doing. Yeah. Um. So when you're like, okay, I'm trying to eat more consciously and put on body weight... Yeah, it is a backwards way of thinking. So it's definitely taken me a long time to customise to that. But now I just know where my body likes to sit and I appreciate how my body uh, feels in that state, um, how much better my relationships are, um, how much more I can give back to my job, my clients, my patients. And yeah, just live life and be normal. So I feel... The last month, I've really hit that nice spot. Mm. So, it did take me a long time. Um, I'm not used to having long periods between shows.
0: Actually, yeah, because you haven't really had some time no, this. is like, like this. my second break. Ah, that's <laughs> huge. Over what? How many years? Like three? Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
1: So, I'm not used to sort of sitting in foundation, to be honest. Mm. Um, I understand the importance of it. And I have had like three months of being sitting at foundation sort of seasons for a little while and – Sort of rushing them, you know, rushing to get the calories back up and Mm. still doing it, but not allowing my body to sit in it, which is really important because uh, we talk about adaptations when it comes to calorie restriction. It's the same with um, building, you know, you need your body to adapt at an appropriate state and rate. Uh, So yeah, I feel like I'm at that now and life's good. Training's good, recovering well. I'm training four days a week at the moment, which is something new for me. I tend to grow like a weed and build muscle really well. So Mm. it's been nice to turn the volume down, so to speak.
0: It's good that you've embraced that as Mm. well. And mindset, as we always say, is everything. And it's really about what you're focusing on. Yes, weight is going up on the scales, but what does that actually mean? Mm. Does it, it, it will mean what you tell yourself that it means. Does it mean that you're lazy and a, a slob and getting fat? Well, only if you say that to yourself. Or only if you've let go of the processes. Yes, letting go of the processes will make will you make feel, it like feel worse. Yeah. Not the actual weight gain. And, and that's very much where I was uh, in the past. So some of the focuses that I've had to help me get through this time and make it really enjoyable, social life. Now, mm. I don't think I'll have the capacity in me to go out partying anymore because freaking hell, I need a month to recover. God, I hate heels. going Yeah, heels, you know, it's just a burden. But going um, out and enjoying meals with friends, <sighs> things like that, having a couple of drinks here and there, yeah. whatever, like it's totally fine. So really embracing that element mm. of it as well. You mentioned it; your social life has, has um, flourished as well again, mm. um, so that's really important. And then... Working on your body. We mentioned in the last episode that we're our own scientists and experiment. So now's a cool time to really work on imbalances Mm. and all of that before we hit it hard. Focus on performance and strength and things like that. Mm. Super important. And
1: even recently, like I've had a few hamstring issues and right now I'm doing like a structural program, sort of balancing style training split with just four days a week, increasing calories. Mm. Um, focusing on sort of giving back to my body and ironing out sort of all these little creases that I've got that will, you know, pay dividends in when it does come time to grind and turn the volume up in meaning that my body won't want to break down and revert to old movement patterns and things like that. So it's important to have different focuses, you know, I'm big on health and that will always be my first priority. So like focusing on um, reproductive health, which both Danny and I are doing at the moment, focusing on nutrition and different nutrients and, yeah, like imbalances, like Danny said, it's really important to have other priorities than just your
0: body weight or your body fat percentage. Yeah, and Sherelle and I have been quite open with our reproductive health. Mm. Um, I got my period back like last week, which is amazing. We're officially flow sisters as well. We synced because Sherelle was late <laughs> and then I was freaking like six months late. And now, of course, we have it at the same time. So. It's just- that's
1: love. That's Stay true tuned love. for like episode um, twenty when we're PMSing together.
0: Ah, there you go. See, I haven't experienced any of that in a while. But how? Like, I'm excited for all that. Yeah, I'm. I'm having breakouts, and I'm like, shit. Yeah, that means something hormonal's happening. Let's we'll see how long it lasts. I'm like a teenager. Give me the proactive. Oh God, not that stuff. <laughs> That was, that's the reason that I got on the pill, trying that bloody proactive. We have all, who hasn't? That three step. They played 70,000 ads a day. <laughs> of course we can. Must buy proactive. Oh, freaking hell. But
1: can I, I actually just want to say, like on, I'm like, you don't need expensive products for your skin and all these treatments and stuff like that to fix some problems like little breakouts and stuff like that it's mm. normal it's hormones it's fine like mm. some people they've got like the nicest skin and you're like what's your secret and they're like dove soap and you're like cool. oh god like but you know you don't need all this expensive stuff like proactive you don't need a single. that's everything. shit
0: because it's made out of bleach yeah. mum would yell at me because all the towels were white i'm like Same. i don't know why they're white that toner, the, the last one. Oh, oh yeah god. <laughs> That was horrible. I don't know. Um, we need yeah, to get so off the proactive. That's all right. No, well, <laughs> we're not going to be sponsored by Proactive. I don't even think they're still around, anyway. Burn um, it, probably bloody flammable. Anyway. Yeah, <laughs> don't light a fire near your bottle of proactive and burn yeah, down. So, looking at <laughs> other areas like our skin and doing all that sort of stuff. Yeah, um, reproductive health. Sorry. Um, and I just have to talk about this because it will likely disappear around the time of the mm. show. So. I focused on putting on fat as a mission to get my period back so I was like okay cool instead of a body that's overweight or putting on fat I go I'm priming my body for health and pregnancy and all of that and it made it really fun and to the point I got the desired outcome and now I thank my belly because I hold my weight around my belly and it's easy to look at it when you've had freaking shredded six-pack and and now you look and there's it's under a few layers and that's totally mm. fine. I look at it and go, thank you. Like, yeah. you're healthy now. You're like, protecting yeah. my little ovaries I could have a baby in here one day, hopefully not soon. But... <laughs> you know? No? right now. But, Language. yeah, it's
1: it's so important, I think, as women. Um, you know, I see a lot of women um, postnatally after having birth and even some of my friends who have had children and insecurities about, you know, your abdomen, like what mm. it looks like after you have children and I just think – because I'm, like, in sheer awe of women when they give birth and, like, how insanely powerful that whole process is mm. and, like, how much strength you need to do that. And I'm just, like, holy crap, that's insane. Yeah. And then to hear people being, like, oh, but look at my stretch marks. I'm, like, oh, my God. Like, yeah. you just did, like, the most incredible thing. You literally just, like – gave birth to this like little human and you made it and you're Mm. worried about your tiger stripes
0: Mm. and it'll be interesting once we have kids with tiger stripes what we'll be saying i know it's nice way to look at it yeah it's just Mm. the way that
1: we think about ourselves and it's the same with us like we sort of have to appreciate what our body the condition that we have to get into we have to go through these other sort of stages and stuff like that because abdominal fat is normal in women like it's you're not so we're not supposed to have shredded abs
0: no, no, that's why hair, skin, nails, reproductive, sex drive, um, mood, all of that uh, suffers yep. for that. And that I always say like fat makes us fertile, you know, mm. eating it,
1: having it, like it's important to... Have it a part of us. Like this. Yep. the whole low-fat craze was just detrimental for women's health.
0: Yeah, definitely. And mm. it's cool that we're more educated on that. In saying that, we need to not use it as an excuse. So in foundation season, I find it very easy in my own head to make excuses sometimes. Say, oh, all right, I can have a bite of this and a bite of that. And you know what? It's cool. But if I find myself really making excuses, just you got to catch yourself out. Mm. Am I... I've been eating sometimes because I'm bored, and I'm going to admit that. But now's the time that I can actually get away with it. Yeah. Um, but then I don't want to let that become a habit. Mm. So it's just about self awareness. Yeah. And it'll be um, it'll be good
1: once we start prep together to be able to talk about this sort of stuff as we go through it. But mm. I always refer to you know maybe the first three weeks of um, any diet or prep as like teething pain mm. when you first start and you've got to really hone in on you know abolishing the lick sucks and bites or yeah you know those excuses yeah so it's like annoying painfully like growing out of your bone bullshit yeah you're sort of like oh god i want you know i've got this urge to like lick the spoon of that peanut butter, but I know I shouldn't. And there's a few times you do it. You do it at the start. You're like, you know, you revert back to those little little habits. And then, you know, the teething pain over a few weeks. As a prep goes on, you become more strict and more adherent with yourself. Um, You know, you you get motivated by the progress that you're making. And you're sort of like, nope, I'm not doing this. You get reinforced by progress. Um, And at the start, that's like the hardest little part for me.
0: Yeah, because... That comes under the category of when you're out with your mates and like one bite won't hurt, one bite won't hurt. Well, no, it won't, but it's the principle knowing that you did something that you didn't actually want to mm. do. One bite every day will hurt. It will hurt and then you've let yourself down, so it all comes into that. But, um, yeah, in foundation season.
1: Yeah. So in <laughs> saying that, foundation season is about turning the volume down, so to speak. It's yep. about enjoying your life, being normal, giving back to your body, focusing on other areas. And then towards the end of your back, like the, the foundation phase, it's it's time to start ramping things up again, like mm-hmm. using those calories as fuel, turning your training up. Just like anything goes in phases. Yep. So what are you doing with your training at the moment?
0: Yeah, so I'm on five days, which mm-hmm. is less. Uh, through prep, I was on about six, but had more cardio. So strength training, still getting around... 8,000 steps, which isn't much really, but uh, not overdoing it. Allowing myself to rest and recover and prioritizing that. Mm. Also focusing on imbalances and, and unilateral work activation. Just having fun with training. Going training with mates. Because mm. when I'm in prep, I'm so strict on whatever's on my program. I've got to stick to it. Yeah, Set, the process. Rest, the process. But now I'd be social with it. Have mm. fun with the training. Mm. Enjoy the two rest days. Mm. It's
1: freaking sick. Mm. Exactly. And I think it's important as well, like what your foundation or maintenance or anything what is for you is not for everyone, like... I know that six days a week for me is too much. I never, I can never train six days a week. I've only ever done yep. five. Oh. Um, I did try. I've done six. Sorry, alive. Done six before, but it was too much. Yep. Started getting niggles. Started get burnt out. And I think that's just because, uh, like we always say, stress is stress. And when I'm doing shift work and night duty and stuff like that, it all comes into play. So I just don't have the recovery index that I probably would like to have yep. to be able to train those six days a week. Yeah. Um. So you know, it's individualized for you, just like a diet phase is so is your foundation phase and like what are the things that you need to work on or want to work on maybe it is your nutrition maybe it's not everything maybe Mm. it's just one thing that you want to focus on
0: yeah so we are both still under the guidance of coaches as well so it's um still discussed with someone Mm. but because we have that goal to compete again but if you're just an everyday gym goer you've reached that milestone of of shredding for the wedding oh that rhymes i don't know shredding for the wedding shredding for the wedding um and things like that cool just be be self-aware or seek help if you like Mm. um what are some of the other areas of life that you're focusing on so we mentioned sort of social life reducing training what else is going on
1: for me like professionally obviously Mm. like starting um, more of a coaching role in the fitness industry. Like I've been putting a lot of time and effort into that. And yep. my training's definitely taken the, the back burner for the first, you know, month setting that all up, which mm-hmm. I, it was funny because I sort of said to myself, you know, my like <laughs> my health and fitness will always be a priority to me, a big priority. So it's funny when I started to dabble into the priorities of others above my own. Ah. Um, but it's, it's now like I'm finding that balance. It's just about finding what works. And I think when you are still You know, wearing so many hats, it can be hard to do that. But, you know, it's a good learning curve for me.
0: Yeah, because it's relatable to your clients that will go, oh, I'm so busy with work and this and that, I can't train. Yeah. You know, it's a real thing and we go through these thoughts as well. Mm, Yeah, mm. we just harness it differently. Yeah, and
1: something else I've really been focusing on is nutrition and like I think... Last prep, um, calories got quite low. I was doing a lot of volume and I sort of felt like I didn't have a long period between shows because I'd competed at the start of the year as well. So that obviously come into play. But, you know, this whole calories in, calories out um, thing, I feel like it's a bit... um, great and obviously the principle but I really want to get right into like micronutrients and making sure that I'm replenishing absolutely everything so that when calories are low and I'm not getting all the nutrients that I need I know what sort of herbs and supplements and things that I can slot in and what benefits they will give me so I've been experimenting and learning and yeah asking for guidance around those sorts of things so yeah I'll be excited to take that with me through prep. And that's what it's about. It's about, you know, adding
0: to your little toolkit. Mm -hmm. Now's the time to experiment and try new foods and and all of that. We become very robotic when we're in a prep. Mm. So it's cool to become a bit spontaneous and try things and find what works. Yep.
1: And like hindsight's a great thing. So looking back at what um, I was eating, because both Danny and I follow flexible dieting and Mm. I like – have to be in control of the food sources i'm putting in my mouth yeah um but i'm like okay like maybe i could actually swap this for this and get more potassium more calcium more selenium like what what can i change to give me more bang for my buck so to speak so yeah that's an exciting thing that i really like learning about and that's the thing like learning it's so good to have cognition
0: (laughs) isn't it because uh we mentioned the things that that suffer as well and cognition can be one of them because energy is very limited Mm. so Similar to you, I'm focusing on work as well. I'm waking up fresh, energized, ready yeah. to do all these cool, fun things and moving mountains in other areas that don't revolve around shredding for a show. And it's bloody exciting and I love it. Yeah. Even to the point where Sherelle asked me, so when are you going to start dieting down again? And I'm like, what? what? No, nowhere. I'm I don't even ready. want to start thinking about that what yet. What
1: are we now? we
0: um, March. March. April, May, May June, June, July, August, or October. So we've got seven months until the show. Until show day. So probably what three more? Because I want to give myself at least four yeah. So what's months. it look like
1: for you? So what's it? What's your traditional? You know, because when we plan things, guys, we do. We don't look at like a prep. We look at a year. Okay, yeah. look at the annual, what is this cycle that we're going to be? And just like you have mesocycles in your training, everything else has a cycle, cycle as well in terms yeah. of your nutrition and what you're doing. It's like, I guess the easier analogy was just with the volume, but there actually is like, um, you know, methods behind the madness. So what's your next, do you think, seven months going to look like?
0: Well, I suppose really just uh, still building over the next two or three and taking us to probably June, July. Talk with my coach, reassess, all right, what's a healthy, realistic time frame to get to a lean body weight. I won't do it as quickly as what I did last year just because I flicked the switch, I'm like, right, we're on, let's do it. I want to give myself about four months of of slowly dieting down, slowly adding in more uh cardio and all of that. But cardio comes right at the end. Mm. I don't want people to think if I do cardio, I'm gonna lose weight straight away. No, it's diet Mm. first Mm. and then make sure I do all my big social activities. I got my birthday in August so normally I do something for that but if I do it well, like the whole prep, one night doesn't mm. affect. I went out drinking on my birthday in August, um, September, two months before the October show, really, and I was a bit worried, but I'm like, you know what? It's one do day. the best I can. It's one night, Sloth. behave the next day, and don't write it off. Mm. Um, Bloody hell, Like it. I go out every month on night duty for four nights of the week. Well, yeah, <laughs> that's exactly <laughs> part um, eight. but you don't drink when you're on night duty, that's it. as well. <laughs> Might make it a bit more bearable. <laughs> Yeah, so it's just about really reassessing because every year has been different. So Mm. I don't actually know at this point in time, just rough ideas. Yeah, and that's right. Every
1: prep is different. Every prep is so different. You think it's going to be the same and sure enough, you you prep and you're like, I think I figured it out. You're like, Mm. this is what works best for me. And then sure enough, like next prep, you're like... I can't do it like this. It's got to go like this. Um, So so that's a
0: good sign of you changing. Yeah, progressing
1: and learning and your body changing. You know, what Mm -hmm. worked for me two years ago doesn't work now. Mm -hmm. Uh, I can't thrive off the same macros. You know, things shift and change. But yeah, I'll probably be the same. Like I really like a 16-week dieting phase. I feel like that works well for me. Just slow, controlled. You can slowly turn the volume up. I used to like quick preps. I used to, because I had that mindset of, get in, get it done, get out. Yeah. Um, whereas now I'm a bit more transitional. I really like prep. I really like um, the motivation and the drive and the enthusiasm that I, I grow during prep. Um, yeah. And I, I, I want I want to sit in that. For Mm. as long as I can, as funny as that sounds. Um, So I like a less aggressive approach.
0: Yeah, because it's about, as we've mentioned in episode five of competing, it's about the processes Mm. and you don't want to like kill yourself for the end result that's not going to fulfill you. So Mm. do it in a way that's still very challenging, but that you can enjoy. Mm. Yeah. Mm. So it'll be interesting uh, down the track. We're going to do sort of a comp prep mini series amongst other episodes of where we're at, what's going on. We need to cry if we need a PMS together now that we can, which is freaking exciting. Um, yes. Yeah, so we would love to hear
1: suggestions from you guys as well in regards to comp prep because um, whether we like it or not, we will be speaking about it because it'll be a big part of um, going forward into the next show. So in saying that, we will obviously be talking still about our health and nutrition
0: and training. But, yeah, our priority will shift. Yeah, and we'll have a few awesome guests on as well mm. and all of that. So... Even if you aren't a competitor, there are principles that we talk about that you can apply to any goal. It's just one of our goals that we talk about. But you can apply this stuff to literally anything, business, social life, all this kind of stuff. It's just the mindset of how we think to get a desired outcome.
1: Yeah. And I'm excited to document this because, yeah. like I said, we're we very similar in the way that we – how driven we get during mm. a prep. Yeah. So, you know, I become my most creative and my most like out there and, you know, new ideas and stuff like that because you're so motivated and fixed and I think um, that's like my favorite part about the prep is like the mental growth that you go through.
0: Mm. Mm. But until then, we'll keep enjoying our foundation yeah, season. Yeah, and a few and, more uh, months before we have to – back into it that's it
1: um but thanks again guys this was just a bit of a random one a bit of a uh, informal discussion but if you yeah. do have any requests or ideas for us leading into our competition prep and i guess the sides that you do want to see and hear more or learn more about shoot us a dm on the level up instagram page and like always guys if you enjoyed this episode please take a screenshot and share it on your instagram story tag danielle tag myself and tag the level up podcast thanks guys